this is Peggy Scott uh, with Fellowship Around the Word Church, and we want to welcome you to our Sunday virtual Sunday praise and worship service. I'm tuning just a few minutes early so that I can uh, get ready and to test things out and to make sure everything is going rather well. So I see Jackie has joined us. Welcome, Jackie. So good to see you this morning. Lahoma, uh, Laura Jamison is watching. And look, don't forget to um, share this as the message uh, comes on. Be sure to share with your friends. Uh, Cherie, my niece down in South Carolina, so good to, to see that you have tuned in. Um, also, I want to let you know that I believe that this is a relevant message for the times that we are living in. This is a rele relevant message for the times that we're li living in. Camille Brown from Washington, D.C. Sharon, also oh, good that you tuned in. Uh, just, just keep them coming. I believe that there is a word from God for us today. We're living in some trying times, so I'm just kind of talking until exactly at 10 o'clock we're going to start. Uh, I have about uh, three more minutes, and and so just kind of uh, allow me this time to greet you. Oh, Connie over in North Carolina has tuned in. Hey, girl, good to hear from you. Oh, my brother, Albert has tuned in. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Ella, my cousin has tuned in. I'm telling you, this is this is a great day. We're going to do some declarations when we start this morning, but I just want to give you time to tune in. And I want you to have an expectation. I want you to believe that, that not only the word that will go forth in power, but there will be a demonstration of his word with his spirit and, and his, and his uh, power. Uh, Lou Allen from South Africa, Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, you are making me really excited about what we believe that God is going to do through the Facebook Live message on today. Courtney, Courtney, I've been watching you, Courtney. <laughs> Great to hear from you. I tell you, um, we have how many more minutes do we have? Okay, all right, two more minutes. Thank you for tuning in. I just believe that there is a great message. Speaking about um, South Africa, I just came back from a Unlocking the Fivefold Ministry Conference in Cape Town, South Africa, and in Durban, South Africa. I mean, what a wonderful, wonderful um, conference it was. Uh, I, I'm one of those persons, even though I may be a presenter or a speaker, but I go with an open mind to, to learn even the more. One of the things that we need to do is to be teachable and to be trainable, to be teachable and to be trainable. And as we face these challenging times, and I'm going to be talking more about that, we need the emphasis on the teaching of the word so that we can renew our mind and so that when fear tries to grip us, we can cast it down. I'm going to tell you some keys. I'm going to tell you some powerful things that's going to help you to, uh, to walk in peace and to live in peace during these trying times. Uh, we have one more minute and then we're going to start. But I want you to join with me with a declaration. 
I want you to um, repeat with me. Again, this is Dr. Peggy Scott from Fellowship Around the Word Church. Uh, we are located at 101 North High Street in the city of Franklin, Virginia. In the city of Franklin, Virginia. And so let's begin. It's 10 o'clock. Let's begin. Some more people are joining in. Oh, Marvin, Marita, Keita. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, let's, let's go before the throne of grace and then we're going to do a declaration. Father, we just thank you for this great day. We pray now that your word will go forth. Your word that is instructing, your word that carries peace, your word that delivers, your word that heals. We thank you and we uh, receive now the anointing that will go forth and touch the lives of every hearer, every person who's on the broadcast today, that their lives will be changed, that none will leave with fear, but they will go out encouraged and strengthened by your word. We give you praise, we honor and glorify you on this day. I tell you what, let me just begin by saying this. I am in no way discouraged by what is going on in our country or what is going on in the world. I, in fact, I am encouraged. I am encouraged. Now, I'm going to say something look kind of off the cuff, but you know me. Those of you that have followed me for some time, you know I'm just going to tell it like it is. What you want to hear, what you don't want to hear, but you know you need to hear practical truths for everyday living. What am I talking about? I'm talking about taking the word of God, putting it in our heart and in our mind, and that we begin to demonstrate and we begin to apply the word of God in our everyday living. It's not enough for us to go to church or come into a building or either to get on Facebook Live and just listen to something and there is no application. I'm really trying to help you this morning while I help myself because I must be a first partaker of that which I am sharing, that which I am asking you to do. So um, so let, let's be intentional in 20. It's still very early in 2020. Let's be intentional about applying the word of God to our lives. Um, so let's say this, say this declaration with me. Um, Oh, the point that I was going to make, uh, you know, years ago, years ago, I have a little mileage on me, but years ago, it was so many things that people said was of the enemy, was of the devil, and it was going to do this and do that. I believe that all wisdom comes from God, and so the wisdom for certain inventions, the wisdom for certain appliances, certain things that make our life better, I believe that wisdom comes from God to man. And a lot of people have criticized uh, uh, the social media, but I believe the idea, the wisdom came from God. Just like anything, you can pervert. You can pervert any good gift, any good invention, any good idea. So here we are today. Um, here we are today in a, a challenging time and challenging situation. And yet we have to resort to using uh, social media. So now, what are you going to say, those of you that spoke against it? And now we have to use it. I hope the church is not guilty, and I hope the church will repent for those who are guilty. Well, that's me. You know how I am. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay, let's let's pray. I've already prayed, didn't I? Let's do our declaration. Just give me time. I haven't been on for a moment. But let's do the declaration. I want you to repeat with me. 
just right where you are. You're not crazy. You're actually doing what the Word of God says. The Word of faith says the Word is now you. It's in your, in your life. And uh, 2020 is the year of declaration, the year of decree, the year of the voice, the year of the mouth. So how did God find the word? He framed the word with the spoken word. He spoke it into existence. So I want you to, to uh, uh, repeat this declaration with me right where you are, right where you are. If you're in your car, if you are in your living room, wherever you are, repeat this with me. Our words are powerful. There's death and life in the power of the tongue. So we're going to speak life. Say, say this with me. This is a great day. We serve a great God. We are a great people. And we are the people of God. Oh my goodness. It's so good to see Solo from the original gospel gangsters in California have joined me this morning. And Dr. Wayne Smith, good to see that you have joined me. Look, we find ourselves uh, in a dilemma or in a situation we have not faced before. The governor of Virginia, Governor Ralph Northam, has declared a state of emergency in the Commonwealth of Virginia in response to the spreading of the coronavirus. Now look, even when you hear the word state of emergency, you think of a disaster, you think of a hurricane, you think of a tornado, you think of even maybe a flood. We've had two floods here in the, in the, in the uh, Franklin, Virginia area. All types of things will, will, will come to grip you when you hear the word state of emergency. Okay, what is going on? Look, this state of emergency with a flood, with a hurricane, with a tornado, you can hear the wind, you can hear the sound with a flood, you can see the water rising, but this warfare that we're facing is a virus. A virus is something that, is, that cannot be seen with the naked eye. And as a result of that, the governor of Virginia, like many, many governors across the United States and really around the world, there are all types of measures that are being are taking place. Let me tell you this. I just arrived from South Africa on Thursday night. Originally, I was supposed to live, leave on Tuesday. There are all types of mandates and orders that are come that came out from the president of South Africa, from neighboring uh, nations in the continent of Africa, different uh, governments are requiring certain things, restricting people, and so people are alone. But I have good news for you today. I have good news for you today. I'm going to put you in remembrance of some things that you already know. But here in Virginia, as we know, the schools are closed like they are in many other states. Uh, there is we are to avoid any non-essential gatherings of more than 10 persons. That's why we're on the air today, because we can't meet in a building to have church. But I want you to know the church is a living organism. Every born-again believer makes up the church. So that's why we're coming to, to you through this social media, networking with you, because we, each one of us, are members of the body of Christ and we are a living organism. The church, the building, is just the place that we meet so that we can be empowered, so that we can be instructed, so that we can then be sent out 
so that we can be sent forth to do what God has predestined, what God has assigned us individually to advance his kingdom in the earth. The restaurants are closed and I want to encourage you to support the restaurants in the downtown Franklin area. Support the restaurant. Make some orders. Uh, order some vegetables. Pick up your breakfast. Do the things that you would normally do, but proceed with caution. Now, back to what I was talking about, that we are living in challenging times. And whenever we hear the word state of emergency, uh, disaster, we know what we went through with different hurricanes, Hurricane Katrina, etc. Uh, but these are not, these are opportunities for us to fear or it's opportunities to trust God. Are you listening to me? I said these are opportunities for us to fear or opportunities to trust God. I believe that those of you have tuned in on today, have joined me on Facebook Live, that you and I, we're going to choose, we're going to have good discretion in all of our affairs, and we're going to trust the Word of God, and we're not going to allow this to be an opportunity for us to be fearful, but it is an opportunity for you and me to trust God. In fact, why don't you say this with me? This is an opportunity for me to trust God, not to fear. Now, let, let's make sure we're on the same page. What do I mean? What's the definition for fear? Fear is an emotion induced by a perceived danger or threat to your well-being. In other words, it's something, it's an unpleasant feeling, it's an unpleasant emotion, and it's caused by your belief that something is dangerous, that something is likely to harm you, or cause you pain, or it is a very threat to your life. That is the definition of fear. Fear is a human emotion. But listen to me, listen very carefully. Fear is not from God. 2 Timothy 1.7, if you have your Bibles, or just listen and make a notation of the scripture. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given you a spirit of fear, he has not given us a spirit of fear. So when fear tries to grip you, you have to reject that fear. You have to, uh, uh, I would suggest that you, that you cast it down, that you, that you begin to speak the word of God, that you begin to uh, uh, quote scriptures, that you take authority over the fear that's trying to grip you or to come against your family or your friends. For God has said, who are we going to believe? Are we going to believe our emotions? Our, when we are sense rule, then we're, we're, we are being influenced by circumstances and situations. But because we are people of God, because we serve a supernatural God, and because we are really spirit beings, and we believe in the supernatural, and we trust the word of God, we know that the word of God takes supreme authority over any feelings, over any circumstances, and over any situations that may come up into our lives. So it, again, 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Remember, fear does not come from God. Fear is the opposite of faith. Anxiety, 
Excuse me. Angst, let me just take a sip of my coffee. Fear does not come from God. Fear is the opposite of faith. Anxiety is a type of fear. Anxiety is a type of fear. Remember, fear attacks your faith. Fear comes to attack your faith. Fear comes to weaken your hope and to dismantle your courage. Fear comes to discourage you. See, this weakness and uh, to weaken you and discourage you is to pull you out of faith, to cause you to almost become paralyzed and to forget and abandon what the Word of God has already said that he has, he said, do not be afraid. He said, be courageous. He said, be strong. Fear not for the Lord is with you. So I'm here today just to remind you that we as born again believers, that we have the word of God that will sustain us, the word of God that will empower us to stand against whatever may be trying to uh, encroach our peace and rob us of our joy. See, fear is a thief. Fear is a thief. And the word of God said, if the thief be found, that means once you realize, so wait a minute, are these feelings, what I'm feeling? And let me just share with you some of the symptoms of fear. The physical symptoms of fear are worry. If you've been worried about uh, the coronavirus, are you just worried about how you're going to pay your bills? I'm not saying you are to ignore and not to um, uh, uh, come up with a plan, but don't let allow fear. Trust God and that God will give you the wisdom, he will give you the strength, and he will give you the grace. And God will give you favor. If there was ever a time that you should, should do a declaration of favor, now is the time to do it. In fact, let me suggest to you that you, when you get a chance, go on YouTube and, and go to Bill Winston. Bill Winston have a, a declaration of favor. I mean, it's a few minutes, but it's so powerful. And I've been saying that every morning. I haven't been doing it lately because I was out of the country. But I'm going to return to that because favor will give you preferential treatment. Favor will open doors for you. So when you have favor, you can't have favor and fear. You can't operate in faith and then operate in fear. So you're going to have to make a conscious decision. You're going to have to be God conscious about who you are and that you're in the kingdom of God and you're not in the kingdom of fear and you're not in the kingdom of darkness. So as a, 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 a resident, as a citizen of the kingdom of God, then there are certain spiritual privileges. There's a and there's certain principles and truths that been and promises that have been given to us through Jesus Christ because of uh, his shedding his blood, reconciling us and restoring us to favor and relationship with God. So it's time for us now to walk in that favor that God has given us. So the symptoms of fear, let me get back to that. I want you to check yourself. If you are worried about coronavirus, I didn't say don't be concerned. I did not say don't take precaution. I did not say don't 
do what the doctors and what the health directors and the CDC are telling us to do. But you should not be gripped with fear where you can't sleep, where you're suspicious of everything, that you uh, feel anxiety, that you have a rapid, another symptom of fear is rapid heartbeat. Uh, there could be pain and tightness in your chest. There can be sweating and hot flashes. You can be trembling. Uh, you can also have tears. You could be just um, a sensation of, of butterflies in your stomach. These are some of the physical symptoms of fear. But fear should not be part of our lives because God said he has not given us the spirit of fear. So you don't have to accept fear. You don't have to buy into all the negativity, all the news reports. Look, you have to guard your ears and your heart and your mind during these days of um, this, this state of emergency. And actually, whether it's a state of emergency or you have battled fear in your life in some other areas. It's time for you to arrest fear now. It's time for you to command fear to leave your life. It's time for you to say, look, I believe God, I trust God. Here, so now, how do you overcome fear? Number one, you overcome fear. Listen, listen, you overcome fear with the word of God. It says that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. Now you have on your whole armor, take out your sword, which is the word of God, and then you do warfare. What do I mean by do warfare? You decree and declare and you say what the word of God says. And you walk in the authority that you have as a believer. And you begin to say, I command fear to leave me now. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Number one is to overcome fear. Is You take the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, and you do warfare with the word of God. Number two, affirm your faith in God. Focus on him. Decree and declare and tell God, say, God, I believe you. You are a faithful God. You're not a man that would lie. Your word is true. Your promises are true to me and my family. And then even begin to pray for other, for the nations. Begin to pray for uh, 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 the nations of the world. Not just praying for yourself. Not for your four and no more. But affirm your faith in God. Say, we are God, we are people who believe in you. We are people who focus and put our trust and our confidence in you. In fact, one of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 3. Write this scripture down, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. It said, trust the Lord with all your heart. See, with all your heart, with all your soul, your mind, your being, your well-being, trust the Lord. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he shall direct, you, direct your path. See, if you, don't, if you do not trust the Lord with all your heart, you can trust him in one area and not trust him in another. But when you are intentional, when you're being deliberate, when you are decreeing and declaring, you're actually saying to God, I'm not mentally agreeing with you. It's my heart 
It's my faith I believe in you because I am a child of God, because I'm in relationship with God. I am a son of God, and there are certain rights and there are certain privileges and there are certain promises that you have given me. So I choose to stand on that. I choose to uh, uh, uh I choose to walk in faith. I choose to believe what your word said. I resist fear. I resist fear. I cast down every negative imagination, every image and thought of fear. In fact, there are some of you that you've already uh, 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 seen yourself in a casket. Come on, come out the casket of fear and see yourself full of life and joy and peace. After all, that's what the kingdom of God is about. The kingdom of God is not physical, it's not meat and drink, but it's joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. As a citizen of the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God is in you and me, we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness, we're in the kingdom of light. So let's walk in the kingdom of light. There will be oppositions, as I said earlier. These days are opportunities for us to walk in fear or it's opportunities for us to trust God. So you have to make a decision. See, the attack is in the mind. The attack is, see, the battlefield is your mind. That's why you have to renew the, your mind with the word of God. You put your faith and your trust in what the word of God says. You, you you find the word, the scripture, and then you make it this in God, I believe you, I believe your word. I know sometimes it seems like the arrows and the thoughts are bombarding your mind, but you must be aggressive. You must be aggressive, and you must say, wait a minute, I don't receive that thought. Wait a minute, I don't accept this fear. I resist fear. I cast it down. It's contrary to the word of God. It's contrary to who God say that I am. And I bring that thought into captivity. And I bring it unto the obedience of Jesus Christ. By the way, that scripture is 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 and 5. It tells us, for our weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. They are spiritual weapons. Spiritual weapons will defeat the things in the natural that come to try to rob us, try to rob us of our peace, our joy, our identity, and what God has given to us. That's why we must be students of the word. We must be disciplined learners because how can you believe God for something that you don't know? For instance, if you did not know that God said that he has not given us a spirit of fear, then you can believe, you can accept fear. Because you don't know that the word says God has not given you a spirit of fear, so you don't know to resist it. In fact, you forget, can begin to embrace it and begin to even project it upon others. That's why it's very important. It's very important that you, it's very important that you be watchful over your, and guard your heart and your mind. Be protective of what you allow people to say to you about the coronavirus or about anything else. Don't get the information and the knowledge, but don't join them in that fear. In fact, 
be a peacemaker and begin to speak peace to them and say, let's join hands, let's pray, let's believe God. We're going to take all the precautions. We're going to do everything that the government tells us to do, but we will not allow our hearts and our mind to be flooded with fear because that is our fear opposes our faith. Fear is not from God, and it's not from God, I don't accept it. If it's not from God, I don't want it. And I'm not going to allow fear to torment me. I'm not going to allow fear to cause me to give up or to retreat or to feel hopeless. So again, number one, how to overcome fear. Take the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, and yield the spirit, the word of God. Decree and declare over your life, over your family, over your state, over your nation, and the nations of the world. Number two, affirm your faith in God. Affirm your faith in God. Trust God. Trust the Lord. You cannot entertain fear and trust God at the, at the same time. Okay, now let's move on. Um, so when fearful thoughts come to you and images come to you, don't be passive. Don't say, I wonder where that thought come from. Or, or why am I thinking this? You better rise up and cast that imagination and that thought down. You better act like somebody came and slapped you side the head. Because if somebody slapped you beside the head, I believe if they try to come at you again, you're going to grab their hand. Well, what you going to do, those thoughts that's trying to take you into fear, you're going to say, wait a minute, God has not given me a spirit of fear. And I'm going to give you some other scriptures. Maybe I should uh, add them there. Here are some scriptures. Write them down that will help you to overcome and to renew your mind uh, with the peace of God and what God has given to us as believers and as the children of God, as the sons of God. When I say sons of God, we're in relationship with God through Jesus Christ, his son. So therefore, we are the sons of God. Isaiah 41, 13 says, write that down. I, the Lord, thy God, will hold your right hand Lord, have mercy. That is comforting to me. Saying to you, fear not, I will help you. This is God Almighty, the creator of the universe, that he's comforting us. He said, fear not. He said, I'll hold your right hand. Fear not, I will help you. Then here's another scripture, Psalms 27, verse 1 to 4. I suggest that you read this later on. It says, the Lord is my life. See, fear is darkness. Fear is darkness, and we're not citizens of the kingdom of darkness. We have been translated from the kingdom of darkness when we became born again, and we were translated into the kingdom of light. So Psalms 27, verse 1 to 4 says, The Lord is my life. If you can't remember anything else, just say, The Lord is my life. When fear try to close in on you, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay my bills? Or what am I going to do about this? Uh, uh, they have decreased. They sent us home. They laid us off. These things are real. They're happening. I'm not making little of that. But I'm telling you that you're the rise above this. So God is working it out. Uh, all things work together for good to them who love God and called according to his spirit. That have the favor of God. You have the favor of God. He's operating behind the scenes, working it out for you now. But if you move into fear and to darkness, 
All you're going to do is concentrate. All you're going to do is think dark thoughts. All you're going to do is imagine you're not going back to work. Imagine this is going to happen. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose my car. Look, look, look. Let's move out of fear and let's trust God. For we are the children of light because he is the father of light. And so Psalm 27 reminds us, the Lord is my life. In fact, say that right there and don't be passive about it. I mean, I want you to shout it out. The Lord is my life. The Lord is my life and my salvation and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. He's the strength of your life. He's going to see you and me through this. I said he's going to see you and me through this. The Lord is the strength of your life. Of whom shall you be afraid? We're not afraid of coronavirus. We're not afraid, afraid of how things may, may uh, 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 break out, how things may may come as a result of the changes that are happening in our community, in our state, and in our nation. There is a supreme God. There is an almighty God. See, we've been talking about how almighty God is, how great God is. It's time for us, oh yes, 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 is to worship him in that. God, you're a great God in the midst of this coronavirus. God, you're a great God in the, in the industry, in the business sector. God, you're great God in the education in the school sector. God, you're a great God wherever your people are, you reign and you have you have already you have already planned and predestined the outcome of this situation. So I will not fear. Be militant. Be militant. Don't allow people to spread their fear on you. Listen. See, don't allow people to spread. You talking about spreading coronavirus. Don't allow people to spread fear on you about anything. They contaminate you. They'll make you then contagious. But what I want you to do is that you're going to begin to say what God says, and you're going to, to, to declare the goodness and declare the goodness of God, that God already have it worked out, that there is a vaccine is going to be developed, that not, nothing shall harm you or your family. Read Psalms 91. Read Psalms 23, the 23rd Psalm. Read the 23rd Psalm. Decree and declare over your life. And I believe that I believe that fear will just lift off of you. Look, my time is about to get away. And there are some things I wanted to do with you. So maybe I should move to that. And if I get back to some other points, I will do that. But uh, let's see. The scriptures yet. Yeah. Oh, this is a wonderful scripture here. Oh, it's Psalms 29:11. It says, the Lord will give strength. To his to his people. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. So the opposite of fear is peace. Now, what I want to do, I want to pray with you, and I want to break and command the spirit of fear off of you, off of your family, and, and off of our our friends and our family and our loved ones. And I also, um, there's a friend of mine, a registered nurse in California. She's in Crestline, California. 
um, if Solo is still on, uh, those of you that's following me, Dawn, my sister is on California. Uh, Sue, Sue Sanchez, uh, several years ago, gave me this prayer on divine help. It's kind of lengthy, but I think you need to hear it. And I want to pray this with you. And so just join in with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus for every listener that from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet, I thank you that the blood flows free around our brain and that there is no plaque, no buildup. I plead the blood of Jesus around their carotid arteries and that there is no plaque buildup in, in their carotid arteries. Now, I probably uh, didn't pronounce that right, but C-A-R-O-T-I-D. See, I'm not full of pride. I can, I can admit my weaknesses. Let me stay with the prayer. I plead, I plead the blood of Jesus that my that your blood flows freely from around your heart and that there is no plaque buildup in the arteries surrounding your heart. Father, I thank you there is no excess food around our hearts. I thank you that our heart functions the way you designed it to function with a normal heart rate between 60 and 100 beats per minute. And there is no abnormal heart rhythm that our hearts remain its normal shape and at the size of our fist and it is not abnormally enlarged, making our heart to work harder. I thank you that our heart valves are strong and they are not weak and they function properly. I thank you that we do not have high blood pressure or too low of a blood pressure. I plead the blood of Jesus over my blood that is cleansed and purified. I plead the blood of Jesus over our blood. There are no abnormal cells in our blood or any abnormal tissues or tumors in our bodies. I thank you that our valves and our arteries are strengthened and fully open so the blood can circulate freely back and forth throughout our bodies. I thank you there is no poor circulation in our legs or anywhere else in our body. I thank you, Father, that every organ in our body functions the way it was designed to function. The skin, the brain, the heart, the liver, the kidney, the thyroid gland, the adrenal glands, the lungs, the esophagus, the salivary glands, the stomach, the bowels, the small and large intestines, female organs, male organs, bladder, pancreas, eyes, ears, nose, neurological nerve endings, circulation, gallbladder, spleen, and spine. Father, I thank you all of the, our joints are in alignment and they are lubricated. I plead the blood of Jesus to come against any pain or any inflammation in our hips, knees, shoulders, feet, hand and wrist, etc. I plead the blood to the Father over our neck, spines, vertebrae, discs and muscles along the vertebrae, sciatic nerve and all nerve endings. Father, I thank you that my, our immune system and defense mechanism are working the way you have created it to function, working against all infection, bacteria, virus, and foreign bodies. 
Let me just interrupt to say here. See, because worry and stress will cause disease, will cause disease to, uh, to happen in your body. But because the body is made to heal itself, when we pray and come into faith, we can believe God. Father, I thank you that I think correct, that we think correctly and accurately at all times. And we speak peace to ourselves and to our emotion. We thank you that our hormones are in alignment. We thank you that our electrolytes in our bodies are at normal values. There are no vitamin or mineral deficiencies in our body. Thank you, Father. Now, here are just some scriptures. I'm not going to read them all. I'm just going to give you uh, where they are. Proverbs 10, 7, the memory of the just is blessed. Romans 5, 17, calling those things that be not as though they were. Isaiah 51, 3, he was wounded for our transgressions. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Isaiah 41, 10, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. And 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Cast down imaginations. Cast down every high thing. Every uh, negative feeling, emotion, thought, whatever it is that's trying to drive you into fear. So let, let's, let, let me pray with you now. And Father, in Jesus' name, we come against the spirit of fear. We thank you, Lord, that you have not given us a spirit of fear. You've given us love, peace, and a sound mind. So I thank you now. I command fear to be removed from you. I thank you, Father, that peace, peace abideth in our heart and in our mind. For Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. Amen, amen. Look, I want to uh, remind you that we will be again on uh, Facebook Live on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. If this this five Facebook Live broadcast has been a blessing to you, we encourage you to go to the website fawc.info and you can sow a seed. You can give your your uh, those of you. You can give your offerings there. Go to fawc.info. This has been a wonderful time with you. I didn't even follow the clock. Okay, I still have some more time. Wow, what should I do? Um, let me give you some more scriptures then. I just I'm gonna do about five more minutes because I thought I had ran out of time. Okay, let me say this again. Remember that fear threatens to threatening your ability to live the abundant life. Mm, mm, mm. God, John 10, 10 said he come to give us life and give us life more abundantly. So fear come to rob you. Fear is a thief. Fear come, that's why you can't be passive about this. See, even if we're dealing, we're dealing with the coronavirus and the spread and the fear of that. But I guarantee you, if you have fear about that, you may have fear about something else. So then we still take the word of God that is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. We take the word of God and we just deal with fear in any 
way that it tries to manifest in our lives. That we begin to take a stand. I want you to become, become God conscious about God has not given you a spirit of fear. So that when anything comes to oppose you, to oppose your, your abundant life, remember, fear comes to threaten your ability to live the abundant life. There are promises that God has given to us, and those promises are yes. And so you must become militant. It's, it's your responsibility to renew your mind. It's your responsibility to cast down imagination. Now, I can pray with you as I have done to agree with you and come against the spirit of fear. And I believe fear is leaving some of you now. But it's up to you to maintain. It's up to you to develop and, and have a God conscience and being intentional that you're not going to walk in fear. You're not going to allow the spirit of fear to rob from you to steal your peace but you're going to be at rest and you're going to be at peace and that you're going to put on the whole arm of god the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness your lawn of girt about with truth that's why you have to know what the word of god says you have to know the promises that relate to our overcoming fear that uh, the enemy has already been defeated so we walk in the victory of what jesus has already done for you and me and so we're translated from the kingdom of god you have to just begin i am a child of the, the light I am the children, we are the children of the light. The light, what light? The light of God, the father of light, the creator of the universe, the great and magnificent God. This is a time for us to walk in that which we believe. Remember the enemy, this virus is an unseen virus. You can't see it through the naked eye, but yet people are allowing the reports to put them into a state of fear. But we're going to move in a state of well-being. We're going to walk in a state of peace. We're going to allow the word of God to rule our heart and to rule our mind. And we're going to, we're going to encourage one another as we pray for one another, as we pray for the nation, as we pray that uh, God will give the, uh, the scientists the wisdom for a vaccine so that this, this uh, coronavirus can can be eradicated, but we're going to have our faith and our trust in God. So be intentional about God in your heart and your mind. If people call you and start, you know, I'm, you know, they just tormented and fear, you rise up and you minister to them and you pray with them. And what I'm telling you, you will see them change immediately. Because remember, there's death and life in the tongue. So the word that you speak, the word that you release can bring healing, it can bring comfort, it can bring peace, and it can bring deliverance to others. Um, let's see. Remember now, if, if you don't, de if you, if you are fearful, you're going to manifest what you're fearful about. So now that we have the promises of God, and we know that the word of God is more powerful then let's come into agreement, not just mental agreement, but we come in heart agreement. God, I believe your word. I believe your promises. So as we are in this kind of shutdown, use this time to, to be who was uh, on the street corner begging for money. And someone said that 
he had a million dollars over in the bank. But he was begging, asking people, got a nickel, got a dime, got a quarter, help a brother out, help a brother out. Look, and he was a millionaire. But see, until he received the knowledge and the information that he was a millionaire, he was still walking around uh, as a pauper, as someone who had to beg and ask someone else to help him out. When actually his true identity is that he was a millionaire, he was a wealthy person. So this is applicable to you and I as Christians, as believers. We must know what the Word of God says. We must study the Word of God so that the, when we study the Word of God, it builds our faith. We can trust God who is faithful, who will do just what His Word says so we can put our trust and our confidence in the Word of God. But if you don't know what the Word says, pertaining to your life or your particular challenge or situation, then how can you believe God for it? And look, let me just say this. Here I go again. Let me say this. It's your responsibility for your own personal spiritual growth and development. We come to church because that, because God has set up the kingdom of God. The church is supposed to advance the kingdom of God. And there are the fivefold leaders that are supposed to equip you and train you and, and um, to do the work of the minister, do what God has uh, assigned and gifted you and given you the grace to do in the kingdom of God. But it's you. And look, let me just go ahead and say this. Look, you cannot delegate your prayer life. You cannot delegate somebody else to, to pray for you. You have to have intimacy with God for yourself. Now, we can come into agreement for prayer. We have intercessory prayer. But you have to have your own intimate relationship with God. You cannot delegate prayer to somebody else. You have to be one who are in a personal relationship with God. Prayer is communicating and talking to God. So I want to uh, encourage you to take this time and uh, uh, just develop your improve, increase, whatever word you want to use, increase your relationship with God through prayer. Let this be a time of um, fellowship and union. I met a young man over in Durban, uh, South Africa, and they have what they call, they call it load shedding. And what happens is the utilities or the electricity goes off for a few hours every day. Now this young man probably in his 20s. And um, he came up and he was telling me about it and he was saying, he was saying, uh, Apostle Scott, I just, I have I have taken this time, instead of being upset that the utilities, we have no electricity, he said, I have just taken this time to get into the presence of the Lord and just to commune and fellowship with him. So I'm encouraging you to uh, take this time and use this time to increase your intimacy with God. And also, I encourage you to increase your intimacy with your family. Increase your intimacy with your family. And, and encourage one another and realize that we serve a great God and that God is faithful. Well, I'm going to uh, close the broadcast for today. Again, to remind you that we will be on again Wednesday at 7 p.m. And, um, and that you can also go to our website, fawc.info, and you can sow a seed, you can give 
um, to the work of the gospel. This is um, Dr. Peggy Scott, Fellowship Around the World Church. Uh, we're located at 101 North High Street in the city of Franklin, but we're meeting you through this Facebook Live to this social media virtual Sunday, and we'll see you on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Have a great and wonderful day. And remember that, let me close with this scripture, Psalms 29, 11 again. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Have a great and wonderful day. Mm-hmm.